0: Alright, what's going on everybody? How you guys doing? What is crack-a-lacking? You guys know that I'm going to say that. You know I'm going to say that. At the end of the podcast, I will give a shout out to some people who have uh, given me some reviews. Some are in the past, some are again recently, and thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And if you get time, I know you ladies and gentlemen are very busy. I would appreciate uh, a kind review. That'd be awesome. If you see value in this podcast, please do so. If you are a first time listener, please give me a chance to give you some value. uh, If you're in the PDR business or thinking about getting into the PDR business, I want to know about tools, a little bit of training, uh, probably a lot about training Uh, and, and you are a business minded person. Basically this is an all around podcast for your industry for your pdr industry heck and even if you're a detailer and you like this podcast or you're in the industry auto industry this podcast will still benefit you a lot i'm sure you're going to get a lot of a lot of uh, ideas but i'll ask for a review again at towards the end of the podcast which is probably more appropriate but any anyways we're going to have joe garcia back on Man, him and I have been really touching base on things. Uh, I'm training actually a student right now from the Dominican Republic and the DR, they call it. And we're talking about pricing, right? And so we'll get into that too as well with Joe. And I want to talk about my PDR 30, how that went. And as some of you know, if you've been following me, I think most of you do, you notice that I've been putting pricing on my dents. And, or the repairs that we've been doing. Lately, I haven't been able to put a bunch of repairs up because I have been a little bit busy, but I've been putting other other things up. So you'll see an influx uh, of those repairs along with the cost. We'll talk about why I'm doing it, how is it going, um, are there any pros and cons, and I think Joe does pretty much the same thing. So this is basically, I, it wouldn't be good if I didn't bring Joe in And um, and then talk about with him because he inspired me to basically do that. And I don't think he does it quite as often as I do now, but I have really, really made it basically a habit to do that because I want a certain type of customer. So let's get right into it.
1: Be sure to share the podcast on your favorite social media channels.
0: Wondering how you can show your love? Head over now to Facebook and drop a like. Yeah, we're gonna give Joe Garcia a call. Why I got you guys on the line? Too. It's better than just sitting there waiting, right? Podcast is getting pretty professional these days, isn't it? Surprise myself. Yo, Mike. What up, Joe Garcia? What's
1: up, buddy? How are you?
0: Good, man. Just playing the background music, man, because uh, we're just recording it right now. That's so, okay. That's cool. It's cool with that. Hey, I kind of, I kind of already kind of gave an intro and said, "Hey, uh, we're going to bring you on." Um, just giving you a. I'm I'm touching base on the PDR 30. We're touching base on what you are. You, your and our topic is about. Okay. And, um, and, and I, I gave you some props because you're the one kind of inspired, inspired me to, to, um, put pricing on my, on my repairs. And I pretty much right, huh? do that religiously now. So I want to kind of oh, get into that. I know we touched base a little bit and you kind of touched base, you know, about it or on the last time you were on. Yes. Um, but you, and you notice how if folks, you listeners, you know, you notice Mike Toledo uh, and we get right into it, man. We, we don't have time to bull crap, man. Joe's a busy guy. He's got a family. We get right into it, right, Joe? Because we got a lot to talk about. So That's right. Um, so you sent me this article and this, and I'd like to touch base. Okay. First of all, we want to talk about, I kind of like, I wanted to talk about tier pricing a little bit. Okay. Did you have any ideas on that too? Did you have any notes on that?
1: Yeah. It, um, yeah. And I think we had, we, last time we talked or when we touched base over the weekend, we were talking a little bit about the improvement repairs and, yeah. uh, and at, at a discounted rate for the, those who are not uh, needing the, all the bells and whistles, cool. so
0: to speak. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. We're going to get, we're going to get right. That'll be our first thing we're going to do. So if you listeners are here, we're, we're, I did a little video, I did a uh, photo and it was a pretty messed up dent. It was an older vehicle. And it it didn't have to be perfect. The guy really just wanted it way, way better. And so there was a tier pricing. So it was still 550 bucks. And then we'll we'll get into that too, because you have something like, you do something similar to that. You don't, we don't really like to, it's not in our nature, right, Joe?
1: Right. And and I have a lot to say about that too. So (laughs) whenever you're ready.
0: Yeah. And then I'm going to open you up with that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to, people always like to call me too. Um, Then I'd like to talk about the, uh, the, the article that you sent me that kind of, that okay. kind of validates what you and I've been talking about, what I've been saying through the podcasts, all that stuff. And it really, I love that article. I mean, anyways, we'll, we'll talk about that too, as well. So let's just okay. open it up with, um, <clears throat> let's open up with the pricing structure. So we had that in you saw me do that dent where. It, and I'll put a link up here too, ladies and gentlemen, so if you are interested, if you go to iTunes, there'll probably be a link underneath the description, or you can go to DentTimePDR.com. You can see our show notes, what we're talking about. I'll list the link that Joe posted to me. Is that all right, Joe? Can I post that? Yes.
1: Okay. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And and I just want to give credit to uh, Paul Corden, because he's the one who I got that link from initially a few years back in a uh, in a PDR forum that we were part of, so...
0: That son um, of a gun, dude. He's always yeah, all over the he's,
1: place. Yeah, he's on top of it, man. Yeah. I, I can't say enough about him. He's, he's just, and that article just, it speaks to us, and it, it says everything that, that we need to know. Well,
0: we're going to break that article down. Do you mind?
1: Good. So, I don't mind at all. Okay.
0: Um, all right, man. Let's, let us I'm going to hand it over to you. I, and Again, I was just saying, I'm going to put that link up to my repair if you guys are wanting to kind of follow us along, kind of see exactly what we're talking about. I did a repair. And it was one of those repairs where it was five hundred and fifty dollars to get it to about eighty, eighty-five percent. And if the gentleman wanted it all the way gone, I mean, spent all the way to ninety-five percent or better, it would be double the double the cost. Would be like close to eleven, twelve hundred dollars. So, um, as you can see on the photo, it didn't come out too bad. But you, you, you trained eye guys, you you'd be able to tell. So, so. <clears throat> And that sets it up, Joe, about what kind of pricing, like, how do you, how do you introduce something like that to a customer? How do you identify? How do you do it? I, I have my ways, but do you have a certain way and how to identify that type of situation for that kind of customer?
1: Uh, yes, I do. And I was going to ask you the same question, Mike, actually. So, <laughs> Great um, minds think so alike, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to hear your your style too. And I hope I hope we can. So because um, this is it's kind of a slippery slope. Uh, you know, I'm always kind of a little cautious when I'm approached about doing a, uh, you know, a less than factory condition repair. Yeah. Right. Um, but need you know that state that said i i really i do it often and uh and that's not to say it's a subpar repair either um but when particularly when dealing with like well i'll say this there's no shortage of opportunities to do quote unquote discounted work in pdr uh it, they always seem to be there if, if and so i don't i try not to make that a habit because after all you know i kind of position my my little pdr business as a you know all the bells and whistles uh repair so to speak so um i try to stay in that vein i also feel like you know anything less than that you know there is that potential to start getting into bad habits and you know uh you you know they say like everything you do there's an old saying everything how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's, it's like, I don't want to get bad habits by, by doing just what are ultimately subpar repairs. Anyway,
0: I, I, know, me I, see, t- I see your point. I mean, you wouldn't feel, you wouldn't be a great tech if you didn't feel that way. I mean, that's the truth. Yeah. That's the True. truth. I mean, we all feel like, and that's the scary part. Like, right. We, we want to preach and we we talk about, hey, you know, you either a high-end quality technician or you're the low-end because you can't be both. And if you try to be both, you kind of confuse yourself, right? You confuse the brand yes. and you confuse the customer, right? Is that kind right. of basically the end game, right? I mean, that's what happens.
1: Right, right. Uh, I, I think... Uh that being said I, I like i said i i heck i did one today it was a 93 land cruiser and uh, it was being restored and um, you know it, it they wanted it just better and i went ahead and i did everything you know i i what i did was the paul Corden style of uh estimate which is he calls it a high heavy high and heavy estimate you know you slow the estimate process down and do a high and heavy with all the bells and whistles, and then you let them decide how, you know, how much they want to go. Well, this was a repeat customer of mine, uh, and they basically already told me, you know, uh, they don't need it to be perfect, okay? And and so I have a history with this particular customer, Um, so I knew what they meant. So I took that high and heavy estimate and scaled it back a little bit and still made decent money and didn't have to spend nearly as much time as I would have had I tried to glass it, so to speak. Um, but your original question, and I'm sorry I went off again on a tangent. That's no. what I do, I guess. No, no, that, that's <laughs> but, interesting.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm visualizing what you're saying because I'm putting myself in those positions many times. So I get it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I, I bet. I bet. Um, so I think your, your initial question, though, was, you know, how do we get to that point, right? Like when we're about to either do the estimate or say we've done the estimate. When they, I think your question was that, how do we get to the point of deciding that this is going to be a improvement repair as opposed to a, as opposed to a full blown repair, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's that's a tough part because with a repeat client or, or at least a prospect that you have really good rapport with. Um, it's a lot easier to make that decision, but with somebody who's just calling me out, you know, and coming out of the gates, you know, just, I want to do a, I, I don't need it perfect, you know, how much to do this. I feel like it's, it's pretty, um, you have to really start asking questions at that point. You go into investigative mode. And really get a feel for what they're looking for and what they're going to be uh, satisfied with. The other thing is, I think it's very important that we identify that this prospect is not just a price buyer. Right? Yeah. I mean, and, pr- a price some, shopper, you mean? A, a price buyer. A buyer? In this case, yeah. I think I, I would say the difference between a price shopper and a price buyer would be, like a price shopper, in my opinion, would be somebody just calling around getting quotes and you can reel that person in and you can tell them, you know, they, they might admit to you. Yeah, I'm calling around for prices on my dent repair. Okay, so let's talk about your dent. And then you can educate them at that point and, and turn them and convert them easier than a price buyer. According to the Joe Soto article that you and I were, that you you brought up yeah. uh, earlier yeah, that I now. sent you the link, um, he talks about price buyers. And uh, the price buyer is somebody who basically, um, they don't, they're shopping only on low price. They're, they're looking for the person who can do it for the, the best price and the best price alone. They're not, they don't, they don't care about your needs at all. Uh, and I think it's really important to identify that, that this person who's asking you to do a, what is a, ultimately a subpar job. Um, uh, and basically going out on a limb here, like they're asking you to do something that you don't normally do. You got to, we have to figure out a way to identify, uh, that they're just not a cheapskate. You know, it's one thing to have a low budget and not enough money for the high and heavy estimate. Yeah, It's another thing if they just want to grind you or reduce you down to cheap labor. You, you know what I'm saying?
0: I do. I do. And that's why I keep the door open for opportunity. I don't budge on the price, but I say, hey, but, you know, when you, when you decide you do have the budget, please let us know. We'd be happy to service your vehicle. You know what I mean? And they, That's they good. get the door open. So do you mind if I go on this article and kind of read these things and we can talk about it? Like, and so do you mind, Joe? Yes, I don't mind at all. Okay, yeah, so let's, let's do it. Joe, you sent me this article. It's, it's from Joe Soto. Joe Soto. And I'll put up the link again, ladies and gentlemen. And this kind of solidifies everything you and I have been talking about, Joe. I mean, really it does. So yes. um, so it starts off, what's the most important factor that determines your profitability in business? And it says the fee that you charge for your services. The one concept that can and will change the game for your business is raise your fees. Okay. But before I share the secret and he's telling blah blah blah, he names a bunch of he a bunch of reasons why and you just said price buyer. So Price buyers will eat up all your time. They will go back and forth with you as long as it takes to get the best price from you. Price buyers complain the most. That's the number two. They're they never happy because their expectations are they should be getting much more than they are paying for. And when they aren't paying very much, it's hard for you to put the time and labor into their project and remain profitable. It's a lose-lose situation. So how do you feel about that one, jill uh,
1: I love it. It's it's it speaks to us. It, it's all the price buyers I've ever dealt with in, in my career. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I was speechless when I read that too,
0: man. <laughs> yeah, And I think this one goes to, I'm going to skip number three, cause that really doesn't pay, uh, go too much to us. But number four, this would go toward, this would, this would be more fit for wholesalers, detail de- de- dealers and stuff. They are loyal to price, not to you. So, the moment someone else swoops in with a lower price for the same service, they'll move on from you anyways. So it's kind of like those dealership managers, you know, they'll, they'll That's drop right. you for $5 guy cheaper,
1: you know, uh, if, they, if right. they
0: do the dense $5 cheaper than you do. So, yeah. Um, this is what really sucks. I, I know this, this is the part that we don't really see like, but we know in the long run, it comes back because someone said it was only going to be 50 bucks. And number five is they'll spread the word on how they got a good deal on pricing from you. They are so proud of getting their low price. That's how they'll explain it to those who may refer to you. This can kill your business. So how many of you people out there is listening to this, right? And someone says, Oh, well, Joe Schmo said it was only going to be 50 bucks or, he said he you gave him a really good smoking deal. I mean that's that that chaps you. I know that does. So yeah, it sets a
1: precedent, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. And then he's got a little quotation here, don't play games you can't win. So um you guys have to read this man because it is it is very informative. It's it really hits the hits the nail on the head and with a lot of different things. I'm not going to go in it word for word. I'm going to let you listeners listen to it, but we'll we'll basically paraphrase what what it was about. And that's what we're we're talking about is sticking to your guns. Now I still want to stay on the subject about tier pricing too. So um, how it's, so how do you identify those, those, that type of customer though, Joe, like let's say you got somebody, not a repeat, somebody who's come in, got had my kind of situation, older vehicle, you know, he's probably not going to pay $1,200 for it. So is it your obligation to, um, to, <clears> to <throat> hit them still way high? Is it a go away price or is it something that, you know, how can I say this? How do you have the right to tell him, Oh, he can afford it or he can't afford it. I mean, what, what do you, what do you do in those situations?
1: I think that's where it's really important to, to stick to your foundation. And if your foundation is using a price guide and using price event, then, then we, we need to do a high and heavy estimate and start with, now there's a way to, you know, break the news to him, uh, easy you know politely and I, well i gave an estimate today for example when i was doing the other job uh, and basically it was a guy that he he had a crease uh, but okay let me let me cut to the chase it was a 1700 estimate okay but before i gave him his 1700 estimate i i made sure to tell him look this is probably going to be as much as the body shop okay but we're going to be able to save your silver metallic paint we're going to be able to take this dent out and even polish these you know minor scratches here and you will have a little bit of these scratches blah 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 you know but i let them know the important part was that it's going to probably be as much as body shop or possibly a little more and but you're going to save your paint all right so and then so at that point I didn't I, I felt him out to see what what his reaction was and he basically uh, he said okay so I said would you like me to write an estimate for you and we, we can go ahead and send it to you and and he said go ahead so that's when I went ahead and and, and took the time to write an actual estimate um, now I think uh, if you do get that old older car you know and and it's kind of a beater or whatever like, who are we to assume that that car owner isn't doesn't have the money to to spend for a, a full blown dent time repair? Uh, that person. Wh- here's here's what I think we need to do, dude. And I'm glad we're talking about this because because yeah, I, I got I my really,
0: I got my say too. As you're yeah, gonna say, so go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah, much on par um, with you though.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's important that we wrap our head or get our minds around these bigger ticket estimates and realize that we're doing the the prospect or this this consumer with the big damage in front of us we're giving them doing them a huge opportunity by showing them what it could be the full all the bells and whistles option for them and it's up to them to decide if that's too much Or if they even need that you know but why not give them the chance and then once the if if it's too much they're going to tell you it's too much you know and depending on how they tell you you know i mean again that's where you have to kind of uh ease them into it if you think that you're going to write an estimate here that's going to be over a thousand bucks you kind of have to let them know ahead of time, well, this might be as much as body shop, but, but, yeah. you know, um, and here's what we can do though. Here's the, here's the advantages to doing it this way.
0: Um, are you, you take, are you doing like with Paul Corden's cause I had him like kind of like shortly after you and, and we were talking about right. taking, taking the person on the journey, right? You, you basically yes. showing them like, Hey, all right, listen, this is what, you're basically showing them like hypothetical. This is your, body shop option. And this is the PDR option. Here's the light at the end of the tunnel for both. Which way do you want to go basically? All right. Is that what you're basically saying?
1: Yes. Yeah. It's, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm looking through my notes, forgive me. I wanted to, no. to say, uh, something key here.
0: And, and, and why, I, why, I, why, go ahead. Why, why are you thinking of that? I just want to, I want to touch base on my point of view too, as well. See, my point of view now, and I didn't think like this, ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to think that, you know, I, I, matter of fact, I still think my prices sometimes are cheaper than, than they are. And some of you guys, here's my deal. If you guys, and I'm going to give it to you right off the bat. If you guys want to criticize what I charge, and, and some of you may think that I charge too low. Some of you guys might think I charge too high. Put your prices on your, on your, on your before and afters on your Instagram. If that's the type of customer you want, then do that. But going back to what you're saying, Joe, I basically am thinking, look, I don't care if it's a 92 pickup. I don't care if it's a 2010 Maserati. I look at how the job is going to be, right? Because that doesn't matter. How many times do you people estimate a job and someone's like, "Well, well, it's only a... I thought it was going to be lower because it's only a 92, you know, Toyota pickup. You know, my answer to those people, I go, I, I apologize. I'm sorry if this is out of your budget, but that doesn't make my job any easier because it's the same amount of work. And why should you discount the value of your work for that cost? Now there's a certain point where you will stop. You will say, okay, I can get it to this point. But after that, it's this much per hour or whatever you're going to say. I have different scenarios, different tiers uh, when people are, do say like that gentleman right there, he goes, I don't really want to spend 1200 bucks, but what can you, what can you do? I go, look, the base is going to be $550. Just, I can spend a couple hours on this, probably max three hours. He's like, let's just do that. And I'll, I'll I'll be, I go, but 85% is going to look pretty close. I mean, it's, but that's where I'm going to spend double my time on the last bit. So, That's how, how we how, arrived with that,
1: How do you come to that number though, from coming down from twelve hundred to five uh five Be- fifty
0: because i was I was looking at the majority of the bulk and I looked at the access and I was looking at how long it's gonna take me to get it to that point because I know that vehicle so well and right. and it, and it, total time it took me i think maybe two hours and forty five minutes to get it to that point right there, okay now. Some of some of you, and you might disagree too, Joe. You might think I charged a little too low, but um, it was open access all the way around, and so that's that's what I came came to. But I but I thought twelve hundred dollars was well worth it for me to get the last fifteen percent of it. But he didn't obviously want to go that
1: route, right? So, well, listen, Mike, uh, I don't think that that was too low or too high i think that was a perfect amount because that was the transaction or the negotiation that you and your your customer had um and like i said on on that post it sounds like it was a win-win um at you know at the end of the day we all have to decide as individuals how we're going to run our little businesses you know and how we're going to uh estimate and how 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 much discount, if if any, or if we're going to use a crease factor in our estimates, or we're going to shy away from that. You know, we have to choose that, and based on our needs and what we want to do with our business, how we want to grow, uh, if we want to grow, or if we just want to make, you know, uh, a modest living. I mean, that's our decision, indivi- as individuals. So no, I don't think that that was too low by any means. Um, I've certainly done worse for less in my career and we've talked about that too, right?
0: Yeah, um and I and I honestly think that we're it's so it's kind of I don't know what to say, Joe, it's like um I'm kind of embarrassed and I've said this before that you know, our, we've been in this you and you and both of us have been in this industry over 20 years, 25 years plus. Um and we're we're just getting to where we should have been years, decades ago, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and it and and it's uh you know, it's not up to us anymore, dude. Like it's up to the younger guys who are listening to this and who believe in their value. And and going back to that article too, you know, one thing he didn't mention, but he was mentioning it. But you got to believe in yourself, man. And I keep yeah. saying that over and over again. You got to. It starts with you. You know, if, right. if you don't believe you have value in your service, neither will the customer. That's um, right. So, I mean, and and we got to uncondition ourselves to, to believe in ourselves and, and go out there and, and stop thinking like, you know, just like thinking, you know, making up numbers in our, in our butt, but believing that we oh we can't get that, you know, we can't get that cost. Right.
1: Um, and you also have to do good work too. You have to be able have the ability to do some pretty kick-ass work and, and let's face it, PDR is, is very challenging to do, do it right. You know? Yes, it is. Um. And I still find things very challenging. And so that experience really helps in determining the price each day that I have to go out and assess and estimate uh, jobs, you know, because the one thing for I think for your listeners to to really kind of think about is you're going to make mistakes. You're going to price something too low. Okay. And you're going to commit yourself to something that, that you, you know, damn well, while you're struggling through the repair that you should have charged more and, but don't, don't lose hope there because we've all done that. And while you're doing it, just try and remember for next time you estimate that, Oh, that dent up by the mirror on the, you know, upper part of the door. It didn't look like it was going to be that big of a deal. You know, I thought I could glue pull it, but I ended up having to take the glass out, you know, or the mirror off, you know. And and so you get another one like that, inevitably you will. And then you know, okay, you know what, I'm going to price range this a little bit higher. And I then can confidently tell that prospect, look, here's, here's what we're dealing with. You know, this this is a small dent, yes, and and with any luck, we might be able to glue pull this out and get it out. You know, relatively simply, but it also might require removal of the glass or or more, and just entail more yeah. more work. And so, it again, that the experience of getting into those tough positions uh, should help you as, uh, be able to estimate uh, better. In, in better prices for yourself.
0: Well, that's called learning. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you, you you learn, and hopefully you you learn well, and you don't keep underestimating yourself. You know? Yeah, that's right.
1: Hey, and if you don't mind, I'd I'd like to know how what your customer had said to you with that uh, five hundred and fifty dollar job, the eighty five percent repair. Like, what did he say that got you to to decided that he was a good candidate for a 85% repair?
0: Well, you know, what's funny is that it, it was kind of a funny conversation because he didn't speak hardly any English. Okay. So, um, he was a Spanish, uh, gentleman, uh, Latino. And, and, but anyways, uh, he said, I've got this dent here and I looked at it and I looked and I was like, man, it's got a nice crown above it. You know, it's kind of deep. And so I started taking my measuring thing out there and, and then, I go, look, this is, you know, without going into more factors, but this is getting close to about $1,200. And so he's, he's just kind of silent, you know, and, and I was silent and I was like, well, you know, I, we're going to bring it in the shop. I might see some more, but I'm not, you know, quite sure what, you know, what, what we're going to be quite fully dealing with. But the fact he's like, well, listen, I, I, I want to just get the main part of the dent out. How much do you think? And so I looked at it and I looked at some more and then I go, okay, I'm thinking, I'm already running the things through my head, like how I'm going to attack this dent. I knew uh, some of it would cold glue, but not a lot of it because of the crown. Right. And so I started taking a look at more and more of the estimate here. And I said, well, how, how good do you, how good do you want it? He said, I just, I just don't want to see it straight on. I don't want to see a, you know, that just that big, that big dent. I go, look, I can probably get it to maybe 70 to 80%. You know, I go, but you're probably looking anywhere between five $600 minimum. And he goes, well, how long do you think it'll take? I go, I need it all day. Because I, I that type of repair, I don't like to be rushed, and I don't want somebody sitting in my right. office and stuff like that. So right. um, he goes, okay, I, I've got a budget of $600 if, if that works for you, but, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. I said, okay, well, it's going to be close to about 80% and and that's where we left it off and he dropped it off I was fair I didn't charge him the full 600 to charge him 550 and Good. he was happy as hell so Good. and that's how we end up talking about that listen I don't have a right to decide to hit him with $1,200 and leave him because that's I don't know if that's what customer wants it's I like that part going when the customer comes to the shop Joe because I can see their reactions i can see their face expressions i can see everything and determine and then speak communicate with them and and see what what their expectations are i also i also asked him i knew he wasn't going to make a claim because the car's been repainted too it look it wasn't that great of shape joe okay Uh, it obviously wasn't you probably saw the photo um but who am I to judge? Like you said, who am I to judge and say, you know, this guy can't afford it. I didn't think he was going to go for it, Joe. I really didn't. Right. But he, he, he loved his truck. He wanted it just to get it back into shape. And it was more than decent, Joe. And yeah. for, for two yeah. and a half hours, close to two, two hours and a half, two hours and 45 minutes, it was pretty close. So
1: would you, would you do it again?
0: Sure. Sure. I'd do it again. Maybe I probably hit him up. If it was a newer vehicle, I'd definitely hit them up a little bit higher. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just well, the way. It, and like,
1: li- yeah, listen, I I ask you that too, by the way, because I uh, not out of uh, you know crit- criticism by any means. I don't like I said before. I don't think that that it sounds like a win win, dude. You know, it sounds like it worked for you, and then that's why I ask because you know I think I think you would do it again. But I think there's a certain what what you're what I hear you saying is that you there was a certain protocol that you followed to get to that point. You didn't just drop your pants, you know, for, you know, Oh, this guy's probably not going to afford it. Uh, you know, you still use the protocol. You use the, the, the estimation software, you assess the damage and you told them what this is, what an all the bells and whistles repair is going to cost. Yes. It's more than body shop or, or as much as body shop, but you know, this is what you could do. Well, I don't, I just, I don't need it perfect. Okay. Well, that's great. Then you, you know, it's a win-win.
0: Five years ago, I probably would have tried to do that dent for three hundred and fifty bucks, and and then you and I both, and then I wouldn't have wanted to do it, and I wouldn't have got that job. Okay. See
1: how see how that works? You see how that works? Because and that's that's the situation. I you know what, dude? I feel like uh, our little industry has a self-esteem issue. I, I think that you're you know right. we've been we've been like the uh, the stepchild of the the body shop industry for so long that we always thought that okay because the so-called going rate once and again once again is you know seventy five bucks or whatever it was for a ding and then you know you you get faced with a a big smash and and this person is sitting here telling you the other guy charges seventy five bucks and and you're back in the day you and i were charging 300 bucks for that and like you said it was a miserable experience because we we beat ourselves up on it we didn't have the equipment for it and and you know all those things that that i can go on and on about but now we do and we've our technique has evolved to the point where we can do some pretty amazing things with with the techniques and the equipment that's available and now we can truly sell it as a the best possible option over far superior superior than the body shop you know so when we give a full-blown high-end heavy estimate we're we're giving that customer that prospect the opportunity to have their car as close to factory condition as as any more than any other option right
0: yeah, yeah. and so and, and, and go, ahead, go ahead Joe.
1: yeah so so why not i mean it, why not start there and I, again, you have to be able to do that kind of work too, and that's you know that's the catch. But once you can, or or if you're, you know, if if you can get to that point, then yeah, it's it's becoming a lot easier to to throw out those kind of numbers now, thanks to what you're doing, Mike, and what what you know everybody, what we're all this movement that we're we're part of, and plus you get more confident the more you do it.
0: Yeah, and and you're right. Like let's say the the value thing, the showing the, um, the price guide, because what are you doing to that customer? You're showing them that you really do have a business. You have a menu, you have something to go off of. And at the same time, if you are going to give that customer the value, uh, repair, you know, the tier system, you, but you, you're not going below your base. You're not going below that. You're not cheating yourself where, a customer doesn't know if how many of those people have pulled, you know, you didn't have a tier system or you didn't have a, excuse me, a price guide system. You, you throw out a number a year later, they call you, they got another dent and it's not nearly the same as it was last time. And they go, well, this one isn't as big this one, but it's deep, right? Right. Because you didn't have a system in place or price guide, they expect the dent to be somewhere in the same price range or cheaper. So this is just it's just helping you sustain the value of your service. And let me go back to this too, Joe. You know okay. when you when you price a, a dent correctly, I'm not talking about the one that I just did. I'm talking about just a, your normal regular dent. And my minimum cost is $150 for I don't care how small it is, dude. It's a if it's a dime-sized tiny ding, it's 150, okay? We don't even there's no questions asked about it. So okay. But when you charge a, co- a customer the right price, everybody wins, dude. Everybody wins sure. because yes. you're not complaining halfway through the repair when it gets hard. You're not right. subparring the repair because the, the value of the ticket is way worth it for you to do a fantastic, motivated, sensational repair. And at right. the end, the customer is getting a fantastic value with a superior repair. And you, You're both happy, but let's paint the picture. When you undersell the vehicle, undersell the service, you're in the middle of the repair. You're pissed off because right away within 10, 15 minutes, you realize I undersold this repair. Now you're in it an hour and a half longer than you thought you were going to be, maybe two or three hours longer. And there's two things going to happen. Your motivation goes down. The quality of your work goes down. Your patience goes away. And you're rushing through the job because now you got to think, and especially if you have customers behind you or whatever you're doing that you're going to be doing. I mean, I mean, on the schedule now, everything kind of goes to shit. Am I right?
1: Yeah, you're you're exactly right, and and it doesn't stop there; it hangs with you on the next one too. Yes, I know, (laughs) I know from experience. You know, like you you end up uh, kind of gun shy, and you feel. You know, and even gun shy to answer the phone and, and deal with the people because you're afraid of a bad experience.
0: So do you think and that's it, a whole other
1: conversation? too. Do, do you
0: think do you think it's poison? Let me ask you this. And i not poison, yes. but do you think it's poison yeah. that 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 people should have tears or not tear? no tears?
1: Well, I'll I'll go back into my back history a little bit. Um, I used to offer what I called an express repair and uh and it was kind of like it was similar to like what you guys this what you call a rapid repair Uh and uh i found out that i was i had a little bit of uh fear of losing the opportunity Um, you know years ago when i started using the price guide and this was even before price event came out i was a little bit gun shy about giving that high and heavy estimate. And because I, I mean, let's face it, a lot of times what I would hear was people, the person on the other side of the, the line or, or my prospect who was in front of me, they, they would, I was kind of in fear of them, of letting them down because the price was so high. And so right out of the gates, I came out saying, oh, we offer two types of repairs. We have our full blown, you know, as close to factory condition repair, and that's going to be around X amount. And then we have what we call an express repair, which is, you know, we cut out some of the steps and we get it to an adequate level for you at X amount, which was usually about probably about 60% of the, of the full blown cost, you know, and I found out that I was turning people off Mike, because I was actually losing opportunities from people because on one end I'd get the people who were really picky and they wanted you know they wanted somebody who was going to be top-notch and that turned them off so i'd lose those people and then i'd lose you know the other people who were just kind of price buyer level or or maybe maybe a little better but they would uh i I, let me
0: let me me ask you something sorry i don't mean to interrupt you but did they the express repair was that a cold glue situation or was that just like a full-blown like pull, full pdr repair like get it to 60 percent? Well, what kind, what kind of situation was that
1: it was intended to be kind of like a cold glue repair mind you the cold glue i had back then was crap compared to what is available now yeah. but the problem here's the other side of it is that oftentimes my ex my quote-unquote express repair uh i would end up spending as much time you know, to try and get it <laughs> even better because I wasn't satisfied. Joe, with you know it, what, you dude? Know?
0: You're like so honest, dude. Like you're the most like transparent. And people, I'm I'm so glad to have you on, man. Like this is this is what people need to hear because I know a lot of a lot of especially veteran techs, are, can relate to Joe and myself because I'm the same way, with Joe. I I was I'm laughing inside. I really want to bust up because you said you end up spending just as much time as you were going a freaking you know, do the whole yeah. spiel, you know, that, and exactly. me and Paul talked about that too. Me and Paul Corden is like, dude, the, the, the amount of effort to get it to 90% is the same as, is getting it to, to going, going full blows, you know? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. That's, yeah, that, I, I, I get that. Now I don't mean, to, go ahead and finish your no, thing. No,
1: no, you're, that's it, man. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head because I think what it comes down to is we got, we stayed in this thing because. Uh, and during the years before, you know, the glue pulling advancements and all the and text message uh, photos and all, yeah. that, we stayed in this because w- maybe we we're too proud or something, you know. But we wanted to ultimately do good work, I-, I think. And and I like I said, I don't think any of us wanted to, or you and I, we didn't want to do subpar work. And anyway, that I, needless to say, I stopped. Pitching express repairs because I just felt like it. It was kind of cramping my style, and that's when I started moving into starting to utilize video and deciding I'm going to take action and you know just do what Paul says basically and create a, a customer journey, a customer experience, and I'm going to put this little video together and create a, a world for them to go into when they have that that emotional experience of having a dent on their barely new car or whatever and when they look dent look up dent repair near me i want to be that video that they see and like and i want to portray an experience for them and it, i i feel like for the right customer the right prospect consumer they're going to it's going to give them a little bit of peace and they're going to see the numbers too yeah and they're going to say okay well you know i didn't know pdr was going to cost that much, but I see
0: it can cost that much. So I'm going to call this guy. Man, first of all, yeah, I'm just want to, yeah, that's a that's a good story. I like that that the, the express. I might have to use that now. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> use uh, it at your own risk. I man. only it didn't I really only, work for me. And 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 just to clarify, of case again, if you're a new listener and you don't know what the heck, you know, uh, what Joe said, I have a rapid PDR repair, and I'm not afraid to mention this. I'll tell you guys. It works perfectly for but I don't go beyond what like what Joe was doing. I call it a rapid PDR repair. What it is is it's a situation where a dent might ha a customer might have a dent that obviously looks like a cold glue situation where a lot of that dent or damage will will rapidly come out. And I never use the word pop out to a customer and i not say anything like that but I offer them two options. The first option is called a rapid PDR repair where we remove 50 to 80% of the repair um, using the specialized glue. And then I said, it generally leaves ripples and, and, and uh, you know, waves or something caused from the original impact. But if they want that done, it's a substantial more repair. So, um, and they're not obligated to do option number two, if they want, if they just go with option number one. So, it, and basically why I have that is because I don't know if the customer does just want it popped out or if they're that picky customer that wants it out all the way. So I kind of hit two customers in one, but it's only for that situation. It's not for any other type of situation. Not if it's not a cold glue candidate, candidate situation. So that hope that clarifies that out to the listeners. So, um, you have anything beyond that, Joe?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think uh, all that being said, I think that the listeners can, the moral of the story is that they need to decide what, you know, what their standards are on how far do they want to go, even just like how, what price range do they want to charge? That's really up to them. Yeah, there's no, there's no, let's face it, there's no real industry standard. There's no so-called going rate. It's what the expert Who's doing PDR decides what it's worth and within a reasonable, uh, frame. I mean, if you present it in the right way and if, again, you, according to your skill and technically and your skill, uh, sales wise, you know, you, you determine the price accordingly.
0: Yeah. And I think communication is huge, depending, you know, how you communicate with the customer and you have to be very detailed, ladies and gentlemen, you can't just say, oh, we'll rapid PDR repair it, pull the dent out without really explaining it to them. And if you can get them on the phone, then that's going to be best. Or you can send a video clip to them. But I do recommend being as communicating as possible. And then like Joe and I were talking and Paul was before is take them on a journey to show them the options, talk to them about the options uh, of what they expect if you're not sure, get them on the phone and hear how they act and how, what kind of questions they ask you because it will um, tell you what type of customer you're going to have. Also, that sets it up for the type of customer that I've been looking for and I've been really putting pricing on my photos, the before and afters. And Joe, it's been yes. fantastic, bro. It's, and I'm not, and listen, I'm not telling everybody out there to do it. If you want to do it, that's great. But it's really going to help the industry, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to educate the public in general. And I I just don't know why it's such a secret why everybody doesn't want to say what their pricing is. I, I but I, but that's, that's your, it's you guys' call, but it's, it's what it's doing is it's telling the type of customer, telling the, everybody these are the type of customers I I deal with. And these are the customers what they pay. And this is what you can generally expect to pay. So I've 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 put up simple door dings that were started at $150 and up. And then I've put smashes, different smashes, like obviously the Forerunner, and I showed the price on that one. Here's another thing too, Joe when you have big smashes, do you ask that question? Do you, cause I'm, I'm starting to ask customers questions. What are you planning to, to, to make a claim or are you playing out of pocket? Because I just wanted to give you just a general idea. It's going to be well over $500. I always say that right off the bat because I want to know what they're planning to do, because if they're the ones that think that it's going to be under, you know, 400 or 300 bucks or whatever, then I kind of weed them out really quickly. But if they said I, I didn't know it was going to cost that much, I might make a claim. Then I intercept them and I said, well, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what we can do for you. So okay. what's your what do you what's your what do you say to um, you approach a customer when you have a, a a big smash and you know it's going to be a big ticket?
1: Well, um, first of all, I wanna say I'm really glad to hear that that the uh, cost proofing is is working for you mike it's freaking awesome and it, it makes me feel really good because you had more to lose doing that than i do quite frankly and i explained that in the last time i was on your podcast that you know i pretty much didn't really i felt like i didn't really have another a better choice than to do that but nonetheless um going back to it i mean insurance has been dealing with insurance i've worked with insurance companies uh before especially getting those higher ticket uh estimates but i tend to try and talk them out of using insurance um because i it's a little bit of just me being gun shy because i just it's a miserable experience (laughs) i mean i need this is a hump that i need to get over and i'm glad you brought it up and listening to paul on on your last uh episode i i really I, I was able to glean some knowledge from him once again, you know, um, when he was talking about, talk, you know, presenting that to the, the customer, like what you're saying, and, and I'll just kind of briefly reiterate what he said, which was basically, uh, if the, if the estimate comes in close to their deductible, you, I mean, you have to ask them uh, cause they they'll mention, maybe I should just go through their insurance, through my insurance, you know, uh, if your estimate comes in kind of high and then that's when you ask them what, uh, so what's your deductible? It, you know, is it close to this $500 estimate that I just gave you? if so, it's probably a wash. It's going to be a lot of extra effort and, uh, delay, uh, you should probably consider paying out of pocket, but if it's, if you're, you know, for, are way over your deductible then you might want to file a claim yeah In in my case what i do i like i said after i've tried to talk them out of using their insurance and the way i do that is by saying look it, it we can go we can work with your insurance first of all uh and i remind them that there is the pot- potential that your your insurance premium could go up and if that doesn't scare them away, uh, I let them know also that, and then we can go ahead and work with it, but it's going to delay uh, the process. And then the next level is I work with a, uh, a collision center uh, that they're, again, they're a repeat customer of mine for years that I've worked with. Again, this is one of the shops that use a, they use a cheaper dent guy for the majority of their stuff, but they call me when they get that really super picky customer and these are really profitable repairs that i can do there so we work together on that level and uh and they help me out by uh, you know there's no hard feelings about them using the cheap guy you know for the cheapy stuff because quite frankly those jobs are not really worth my time anyway because i'm doing these bigger jobs yeah. now but what they'll do for me is i so okay so i'll have the customer i'll let the customer know you what we can do you're going to have to bring your car over to uh to the collision center plan on leaving there there for at least four days because we need to wait for the insurance adjuster for your insurance adjuster to come by randomly at his leisure to assess the the job basically so kind of put it on the insurance company right so i mean they're the ones who are holding it up anyway and then um once the car arrives at the body shop what i'll do is i'll run over there and i'll do a full-blown high and heavy estimate with admin fees and everything you know, uh, even glue, uh, glue fees. You know, like the hail repair uh, yeah. guys do, and that I learned from the hail guys. You know, going to the advanced uh, seminars and watching Tony Fraser and and Max uh, just just throw out all this information, valuable information. And so I kind of treat it like it's a hail job. Then you know, and then um, my buddy at the insurance or at the uh, body shop, he's going to write a full blown, and this is a non DRP collision center too so they're used to I'll put it this way they're used to uh, uh you know showing the full value to the insurance adjusters so they can they're going to write a high and heavy collision estimate so basically when all is said and done when once the insurance adjust uh, adjuster comes he's got two estimates to look at he can look at he's, he looks at this full-blown conventional estimate which is usually higher than the full-blown uh pdr estimate right and now they have a, a decision to make okay and then they can show their boss the adjuster can show their boss well they say they can pdr it and the pdr price is less than the conventional price so which one do you think you're gonna you're gonna get but that's you know the long way of that's that's the long way of saying uh Basically, that I I really haven't I I prefer not to deal with insurance, but I think that's going to change real soon.
0: Yeah, and 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 that's honestly, Joe. Sorry about that. We got we had little kids in here, dude. So that's okay, you know, man. You know, I, you know the COVID I got thing, too. man. You know yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I, I got little cherubs running around too, man. Don't worry about it.
0: Um, in
1: fact, if in fact, if you need to put me on hold, don't. No, no, you know, don't no, we're,
0: we're we're good. So the thing is about insurance. I'm I'm starting to work well. Honestly, since I've had a shop, it's it's just way easier for me to to do the the insurance thing. I um, bet because people come in with some good smacks, man, and and I bet. and they just it's I don't know what it is, man, but it's way easier to deal with customers when they're at a shop and they have a smack and they go, "Well, do you fix this?" I go, "Yeah," but it looks like this. You know, this is gonna be well over five hundred dollars. Uh, I d- just want to kind of give you a heads up. because they're all. Well, I was thinking about that. I wasn't sure if I was gonna to go to the body shop or I was like, well, hold on a second. Don't, don't curse around me. And I try to get them in a, in a good mood. And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you don't ever want to go to a body shop. It's like, first of all, have you thought about not making a claim, paying out of pocket? Can you afford that? No, I wasn't. You know, I, I really my deductible is five hundred, and if you're saying seventeen hundred or whatever. I'll just make a claim. And then I say, well, good news. We can handle your claim for you, and we're going to keep this, your factory finish intact. But just yeah. want to give you a heads up. It is going to be a little bit longer. You'll have to leave the vehicle here, but that can take, it's going to take about a week. Now, once we get the repair, it takes about one to two days at the most compared right. to if you go to a body shop, it's going to still take three or four days for the estimator to come out. And then another week to get your vehicle fixed. That's if all the parts come in and then you have to paint the whole vehicle of the whole parts of the you know parts of the vehicle. And by the way, they don't put they don't replace your your panel with a factory panel. They replace it with an aftermarket. Yeah.
1: So, and I I really start
0: <laughs> painting the story for them and I was like, "Look, we're going to do it. We're non-invasive. I use your word now, too." So, All right. And I speak their language and and it's a done deal. Um Joe, I mean they they it starts their light bulb starts coming on. And Right. I go, look, ma'am, and if you don't have rental car insurance, this is another way, reason why you want to go PDR, because we're gonna be a lot faster and you won't have to pay out of pocket for your rental car insurance. Your That's rental car. Right. So That's beautiful, man. And and so I, I make basically I justify everything, make sense to them. I'm not pushy. I just right. kind of spill out the facts and kind of just like kind of like help them and walk them through their options and then let them decide. And by the end of the conversation, I'd say I'm not gonna say a hundred percent or ninety percent. I'm gonna say seventy percent of the people. They just say, all right. So look, when can we schedule? I'll I'll I go go ahead and make the claim now, and then just, you can hand it over to me now, or you can drop it off tomorrow. Whatever's more convenient for you. And then that's what that's how they do it. So and
1: see, man, that's a beautiful thing, Mike. I and and as opposed to what we all used to do, which was play the game of beat the deductible. Right just get that uh, that estimate less than their deductible, whether their deductible yes. was a thousand bucks or yep. two hundred and fifty bucks it was always know?
0: under five hundred because we knew the average yep. deductible was five hundred dollars, right yeah, and we right. always tried to get all right, we'll do it for four ninety, and we knew that dent was a seven eight hundred nine hundred dollar plus repair, yeah you know
1: yeah, and like you said we were we were miserable doing it you know in in a hurry, and it wasn't uh it, it didn't work.
0: Yeah, we're, we're so, it, it's just, we're learning. We're learning, yeah, right? We're growing. Why? Because we raised our pricing. We we believed more and more, all of us. I had to talk with my technicians. I had to talk with everybody. We We need to sustain the value of our own service. We need to believe and know that we have a lot of value. And if we don't show that, I've been saying that the whole time. And if you don't use a price guide system, you don't start with something, a foundation, you, ha- you don't have any framework put down for, for your, your pricing. You're not going to grow. You're not going to get bigger. You're not right. going to be able to go on vacations. You're not going to be able to do what you want to do. You know, you, you're always gonna have, you always going to have, you, you gotta have, you, you gotta have, go from point A to point B. And, It's if you want to make more money, raise your pricing, but before don't just raise your pricing, believe in the value of your service so you can raise the pricing. So you understand what you're doing, why you're doing that. And that's, and that's, that's what this whole podcast is for. And that's, you know, and I, I believe also getting in groups and I'm going to bring something up too. Well, Joe, we're going to go on another subject real quick here. Um, I believe in bringing Getting in groups, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to. I'm not talking these giant Facebook groups, people. I'm talking maybe get into a small group that has about four to maybe ten guys at the most, ladies and guys, who think like you. And share your guys' own challenges and your ideas and your motivations and your values. Because birds of a feather flock together. You will grow and you'll get better. Because you notice that, right? You are who you hang with. That's right. So, uh, but, I mean, I, I might edit that out. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh,
1: no, That's- man. It's well said, Mike. Seriously. Um, I, I don't edit it out. It's real, first of all. But, you're right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not even on Facebook, dude. And a lot of my, my PDR friends have given me a hard time about it over the years, but, i i was i tried to get on facebook years ago and uh i went on the dent world and it just seemed like a toxic environment to me yeah and and i i got uh kicked out uh because i didn't have any friends (laughs) i didn't have any followers or whatever and i was trying to get into a uh one of the the uh private ones for Uh dent techs only you know Uh and uh and i think I think they just, they didn't know who I was. And I think they flagged me to the to Facebook and I didn't say anything. I just, I tried to like, I don't know how you say it, but like you sign up for the group. And then next thing I know I i was banned from Facebook, <laughs> but it was a good thing because at what, if, if that, if those private groups were anything like the one that I saw that I went into and I shouldn't even, maybe you're going to have to edit out the name I said, but uh, if if it was anything like that, I I got a feeling for something that like what they call group thought. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, okay, if all these motherfuckers, pardon my language here, <laughs> but if they're all in there talking about this stuff, that's where I need to not be. I need to be out on the fringes, man. I need to be in underground and doing something with a little bit more purpose. I'm not saying I'm better any by any means but uh and that's when i i really uh i kind of i found my group which was you know part of the the pdr college uh crowd and and i went to their advanced uh seminars and i met some really good friends there now and and like-minded individuals you know and and uh and for the same with the same uh ideas and we're, we're sitting here talking about ideas man that's that's what, where we start to. That's how it all starts, uh, right? Move move forward and progress,
0: you know. That's how it starts. It's, a, it's an idea, it's an idea that people want to come together. And going back on your Facebook thing here, I don't blame you. I I don't participate in a lot of groups, hardly at all these days. It's not because I don't love y'all out there. It's not because of that. It's it's honestly what Joe mentioned. There's. A lot of bickering, a lot of going back and forth, and some is some some parts of it is really you know educational, but um, for the most part, I could be doing better things with my time. So, um, but going back to that part is is talking about the the groups. I mean, like create yourself or talk with, amongst yourselves. You know, share books with each other you know things like joe joe sent me an article today man motivate the hell out of me again dude you know what that's i mean cool, and that, that's yeah. really really cool i want to move on to something else though and you this wasn't brought up in your subject and i'm not sure did you have anything else to add joe that's very uh, one one thing sure.
1: one thing you you used the word uh framework yes for i i love it because uh you were talking about uh basically if you don't set up the framework to, to be able to grow, you know, grow your business or grow your careers, not everybody wants to grow a business. Not everybody wants to have a a crew or, and that's okay, but you still can grow your career. And again, using Mike's word, the framework, I'm going to, I'm going to add to that and that say that if you don't take the initiative to create your own framework, uh, whether it's deciding the pricing or deciding the standards that you're willing to work within, you know, and where you're, we're not going to, uh, uh, basically not, you know, uh, you're going to stay within those standards, right? That's your framework. But if you don't determine that on your own, you're, there's a default framework, I believe. And that is basically one that just, uh, creates mediocre results yep or or more struggle
0: one one i i i use that word now framework for my students too you know foundation framework um and it really is man because you you have to have certain things put in place ladies and gentlemen if you want to be able to grow your business and hopefully it's a business right now you hopefully you guys have systems and things like that or you're starting to build systems for your For your, um, your company. Um, now time to talk about this new series I'm releasing and you're in it, Joe, you're actually in the beginning of this series. Okay. And it was called Roundtable. Um, it was definitely a tech meetup that you came to and, and, um, you kick a giant dent in this fender with your steel toe boot. And you said you wore those boots specifically so you can smash kick a kick at ten. it's interesting. So I'm creating a 30 minute series. Each like I think there's uh, I do this videos long. I don't know how how many series it's going to be, but it'll probably be at least three different series. And okay. so it's going to be on YouTube. And obviously, Joe, you're in uh, pretty much most of the video. You have some really good points, and we talk about it was it was interesting. So I'm going to set this first series up. And it's gonna call. It's called roundtable, and it's all of. It's about dent guys who come. It was a quick meetup, ladies and gentlemen. So some of you guys know me, and you said, "How come I didn't get invited?" It was. It wasn't really that organized. So, anyways, people who came came. You kicked this nasty dent in this front fender, um, white vehicle. But if it was black, it would have been even look even worse. Um. We we did some polling from this cam auto side and, and from the thing, can you, can you set this up? Oh, well, before we get into that, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. John simply Dents was there, right? Um, all out dent, Shane roses, uh, Chris from, um, dent patrol. Yep. And we, I went around and asked people, what would they charge? What would they do? Yada, yada. John's like, hell no, I wouldn't even do that. man. I'm not going to do that. and, some guys would say I'd charge fifteen, seventeen hundred dollars for that. Um, what were your thoughts on that? With some of the people would say they wouldn't do it, and do you think it's because it was the because they they probably personally wouldn't charge as much, or do you think they just didn't have the skills? What do you th- What do you think was, goes on with dents like that? That front fender, it was it was smacked people. So and you will see it.
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all.
0: Uh, now, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus either, dude. I'm just trying to get like... No, no no, 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 no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. It's kind of funny because that was, that was a fun day, man. Um, it was. I, I talked with, with a lot of, uh, you know, our other tech uh, colleagues there on uh, that day, and I got a good feel for, uh, you know, what, like you said, you know, some some of them said they wouldn't even touch it some of them you know and with all due respect to them of course yeah with all due you respect know, to and i don't, i don't and yeah and uh, and some of them said they would but for x amount and, and we talked about all that and and that was really uh, insightful and i i think it comes back down to framework man because if you have the framework or the program uh-huh. to take on jobs like that on the daily it becomes a lot easier and it becomes a lot easier to quote the kind of numbers that that kind of repair deserves. And it's not a matter of just throwing out a number anymore. It's a matter of like what I said earlier, which is, you know, you you let the customer, you know, kind of tell you what their needs are. And then you let them know, like, look, this is probably going to be as much as body shop, but here's the advantages. Um, and so then when you tell them a quote, that's, you know, in that 1700 or 2000 range, it's, it's bringing them down gently and they have they can decide what they want to do from there um i i so i I noticed that some of the the guys there didn't really have the framework to take on work like that regularly um you know some of our friends uh do massive wholesale uh like small city dealership uh, accounts you know like the size of a small city they don't have the program to be doing jobs like that, it costs them money to, to even go and estimate a repair like that. You know, w- would you agree with that? I mean, it, they have their business and, and I respect them for that. That's what they want to do. I don't think that that makes them any less, uh, you know, skilled or any of that. My, my program is my framework. Once again, of my little business is that I want those kind of jobs because I'd rather spend all day if I have to on a job like that and make pretty good coin in my, you know, relatively speaking in, in my, what I feel is good money and, uh, and do a fantastic work on it and do the kind of work I love. And on, on top of that, those jobs are in high abundance, man. And, and you've said it before, There there's never been more demand for PDR, especially on that caliber of repair
0: well you know what's going to be great about that video is that one thing we didn't show we didn't show like the true estimate of that video so what i'm going to be doing of that dent, what i'm going to do is pull it up on the price guide system and show it in that video okay good and and then obviously through the series you're going to watch the involvement of that repair we all know like you 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 started doing repairs on it um you know shane chris there's a bunch of people. T, I think, was in there. Uh, yep, a, a few, yeah. a few different techs, like more than a few, and it Lee took a while. Too. Yeah, Lee. Yeah, Dent uh, Ding King. Yeah, everyone took a shot at it, and you could see the involvement, all the little tricks everyone was trying to do and put in and get it to get clean. And it was, it, it was well worth. You could see the price that was that was going for. So, I thought it was a very interesting. Kind of, I would say more of a documentary, really honestly, Joe, with the way it's going, the way it's going right now. So I think you're going to find it really interesting. And I know I take my time on these videos; I don't just pop them out. I have videos from months ago; I still haven't edited, but this one's already started being edited. (laughs) It sounds familiar.
1: All right, it sounds familiar, man. I've got a lot of that, dude. And um, it it makes it fun, though, doesn't it? It does. Like, and I'll I'll be honest with you, Mike. And this is you know, if you want to edit this out later, you can, but since I've been videoing a lot of my repairs, um, it, it's, it sharpens my, my pencil, if you will, you know, it, it really helps me to get better at the technical side of things because then I go back and look at oh I could have done this differently I yes. see where I made an error here or it could have probably reduced the time of the repair and so you get to basically critique your own work because you're sitting here putting it together on the, the computer now and then also being able to uh, better articulate the the what is entailed to do that repair to a, another prospect I have found that just so priceless now being able to confidently uh, express what this dent truly should cost and here's why and you know we always get that that I know your listeners know what I'm talking about here the the when the prospect says why so much it's a dent why so much right and the reply is look this is our system our system is based on the size, the location, all these little things that create a more difficult repair. And this is what allows me, I have a program that allows me to consistently do these types of repairs daily.
0: Okay. You know, and, and, you, fu- and funny you mentioned that too, because I'm the same, I I, I I feel exact, I'm glad you brought that up, dude. So yeah, keep going, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting excited <laughs> when you say
1: that. No, man. Cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And so... What they always try and do, and and I'm I'm kind of bringing us back around to the price buyer, and that you can tell I got a bone to pick, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, when they, but when, I think this is what again a lot of our colleagues are are struggling with because I know I I've struggled with it. I still continue, at, you know, different times, but you get that person who's saying how you know why so much and 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 it's so you justify it by saying, look, this is our, our system. You know, This is how we're able to do it on, a, on the regular, on a daily basis. And you're comparing me to this anchor that you, you, you called somebody else and, or you heard through your neighbor or whomever that dent repair should only cost a hundred bucks. But that anchor price that you have in your head, that's based on speculation, first of all. And unless you got it from the horse's mouth and heard it from that technician, uh, first of all, may, you probably should have gotten it done for a hundred bucks, but there's a reason why you probably didn't get it done because maybe he wasn't, He maybe he lacks the framework once again to be able to do those types of repairs. And that I see a lot too, by the way. You know, I see it, a lot it makes of, you
0: better when you have that framework because it keeps you honest. And like I said, it motivates you to want to do a good job because it's like saying, it's like getting a new job, right? You're saying- Look, Joe, you you were you just came from Burger King. You you flipping burgers back in the day for 6 bucks an hour and all of a sudden a, a place calls you and says, "Listen, we're going to pay you 20 bucks an hour. We're going to learn teach you how to do this, but we need you to do a good job. You are right. motivated as hell to do a good job right. at 20 bucks. Right. You know, even though you're not good yet, but you're going to give your damn all." So yeah. that and right. that's what it helps you set the framework to do. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I read an article the other day, like, because uh, I was reading about price anchoring, and uh, and it said, uh, how do you sell a two thousand dollar watch? And they said, well, you put it right next to a ten thousand dollar watch, right? <laughs> and so you kind of like psychologically it affects how our how we buy. But um, you know, w- one could argue that what we're doing with our cost proofing and showing the the people, showing the consumers what we charge for a dent that looks like this right one could say we're price anchoring it's just that we're price anchoring on a, a price that's closer to reality to what what it's going to take for us to put our you know our our magic into um, you know so you could argue that we're, we're price anchoring too it's just and because we're trying to get away from the original price anchor which was again it's 75 dollars. That's, an that's an that's anchor
0: that's an anchor that yeah. is a an anchor we don't ever want to be attached to again you know exactly um, and
1: you know i in my marketing and any of my messaging i and and i know you do this and, and it with all due, all due respect i'm not criticizing you or anyone else uh because i understand it but i never actually say minimum price is x because i used to say that i used to use that okay, a lot why, why, why do you say
0: that dude? why do you because, not say
1: that because i feel like it's an anchor i feel like it's a price anchor and i i want to when i put what prices, about starting
0: do you say starting or you don't say anything Starting.
1: i don't even say that okay. i what i do is i attach a price range and i got the price range uh, idea attaching that to the image from you by the way that uh, that one video that you had sent me and it was just it made sense because what i was doing was putting an actual price this dent cost x amount you know and well another person could have that same looking dent but yeah. the dent that looks identical but it's 2 inches away and suddenly it's
0: you that's know going to exactly be $200 why, more that's exactly why i did it because i said you know what customer's going to say well you did that dent that my dent looks like that dent right and yeah. uh, and you only you said you quoted 350 for that but you're quoting right. mine 600 why is that So that, it just sets me up for like, I would say confrontation, but a debate with the customer. You know what I mean? So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I think the range is is brilliant. And so I do that and I, and again, you know, demonstrating the value, you know, you show them what, what they're getting, you know, and, and it's so easy to do now because we have these, these devices in our pocket that take such great video. And you can show just a little bit of what you're doing and and how you do it. And if you do it consistently every day, like I don't, and I, forgive me, Mike, I I didn't participate in the PDR 30, um, you know, for my own, my own reasons, but it's, you know, and I don't have to, at this point, I feel like, because you know, I'm not going after uh, followers necessarily, or even exposure, but I use my marketing, including my Instagram just as a way to communicate to anyone in my area who's looking for dent repair, to, to show them a little bit each time, each time I post a little bit more uh, insight to what we do. And yes, the cost as well. And that really, really has helped me so much, man. I, I was thinking about it today. Uh, sorry, were, we, were you going to ask me something?
0: No, no, I was going to say, and the reason why I've like, I did, I created PDR 30. And and I don't want anybody to think that it's Mike's thing. It's not. It's, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's your thing. PDR thirty is about your business and your company. And and I'm sorry if it was such a hard challenge for a lot of you, but the the purpose of that was get something going on your business and do it consistent. It's about being consistent. That's what I. That's yep. all what it was about. Okay. And right. Yes, I gave you a, a lot of things to do in one day, every day, but it was at the end of the day, it was about being consistent because consistency is what gets you results. And if you're consistent with let's let's just run it down. If you're consistent with your image, if you're consistent with your 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 pricing, if you're consistent using the same framework, if you're consistent at posting, if you're consistent at doing a good job and consistent at just running your business the way it should, well, you're going to be continuously successful. Plain and simple.
1: That's
0: right. That's right. And, and
1: uh, you know, kudos to the guys that are really uh, committing themselves to it too, by the way. Uh, your guy, Ray, uh, I think his company is a effect.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he
1: he's been on top of it, man. And, uh, and Jack, Bucknell, yeah. uh, Sioux Falls yeah. uh, Dent Repair, uh, and and others I, I may have uh, not uh, seen, but uh, or I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, we, we should uh, give
0: them a, a shout-out right now, wow. too. So you, congratulations, you guys, and everybody who has been doing it, because we were doing this. I was going to do a segment on here. And you mind if you you join me on this segment? Or do you yeah, got to go, sure, Joe? No, bro. You, you got me, bro. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so the PDR... Uh, Thirty, I just, I just definitely got to give some recognition to uh, Jack and and Ray Gonzalez. Uh, Jack is Sioux Sioux Falls, right? Sioux Falls. Yep. Dent, Sioux repair, Falls, PDR? dent repair. Yeah. Yes, sir. Sioux Falls dent repair. Um, Jack is killing it, man. You can tell that he's super passionate. Ray was terrified at doing those videos at first, <laughs> and now you could see his personality just popping out left and right now, dude. And and I think that's what's gonna grow. It's gonna get him more business. People are gonna get like, "Hey, I like that guy." You know, customers they're gonna they're gonna be attracted to him. Um, and that's just another thing. And I I kind of summed it up, ladies and gentlemen. It's just about being consistent and challenge yourself. You don't have to do all those challenges in one shot, but challenge yourself to post at least once a day or or something or post one thing. Maybe you want to post a story one day, and then the next day you want to post a photo on your Google Business. But do something that will benefit your business. It's for your own good. And I thought that was fantastic. I'm super proud of everybody and and the way they they participated. And it was it was good. I think they deserve that. Um, and I I without a doubt, you know, you're building when you do that. You're building. Um, you kind of like like it's almost like going to, to the gym, right? And now you're in a routine and you don't want to miss a day at the gym. That's yeah. what I how I hopefully feel that you guys get where you, you basically are working out your business. You're getting in business shape. And then you don't want to miss a routine that you have that's creating your business <coughs> to become more successful. So um, congratulations. I hope you guys continue to do that regardless if it's PDR 30, but something that's going to help your business consistently. So... Anything to add to that, Joe? No, man. Just
1: keep up the good work. Joe, you've been you a great
0: wingman, man, dude. Like, you like you, you, you got some good points. You're transparent as hell. You're down to earth, man. Uh, I think these guys might like you, man. They, they think they might like you. Uh, hey, by the way, you are <laughs> like everybody. Really uh, gave you lots of good shout outs on the uh, on the last podcast you're out. So I want to say thanks a lot for coming on. That was great information that you you dropped on there.
1: Oh man, it's my pleasure, and and thanks to you and all your listeners, I appreciate it. And I got I did get a lot of feedback, uh, and uh, it was all really super positive. And I I'll tell you what, um, you know, this has helped me also to just again, you know, kind of sharpen my my program and talking about it and and discussing it, like you said earlier, with like-minded people. And we we're we're kind of fighting the same fight, and so it really it it has helped me a lot, Mike. So I appreciate it, and I'm honored to be on your 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 show.
0: And yeah, I'm honored for you to come on, man. Right? Really? I mean, this is that's all I want is like just like minded people who just who really are like I wouldn't call it passionate, man. You're like you're obsessed with, with yeah, doing a good I job, am. dude. I, I, I matter mean, well, fact, I'm, I'm showing your your I'm going to show your. Look out for this video, too, or the documentary with us getting together called Roundtable. We're going to show Joe's rig, man. He's got a freaking cool little system that pulls out and all this other stuff, dude. It's pretty cool. Thanks, man.
1: Thanks,
0: Mike. Um, Joe, I'm going to let you go, man. I'm going to let you get all back right, to your bro. family, homie. And all uh, right, man. Well, I'll catch you. Uh, we'll, we'll bring you on again in a couple of weeks, dude. So yeah, that's all right.
1: Anytime, yeah, man. As long as your listeners don't mind me talking in circles a little bit, you know.
0: <laughs> I don't think they're gonna you mind know? at all, man. It's Not,
1: all cool, man. To, or edit, edit it out if you need to. No, but, I'm gonna uh, call yeah, you. I'm gonna I'm call you
0: to Joe Cool Garcia, man. That's what you're so good at. Uh, all right, all right.
1: I've been called worse.
0: All right, man. Have a good night, Hi, bro. All right. all right, you too, man. Take Thank care. You. Later. Take care. Bye. All right, that was Joe Garcia Dent Evo. As you guys can tell, he is very cool. Um, I forgot to ask him if he's gonna come to mobile tech expo. I hope he does. I hope he can. I don't I think the I haven't seen him out in Florida in a few years, but I hope I, I hope I get I hope he gets it. I hope he can make it. Um let's talk about some of the I want to let you guys know. I told you I'd hit you towards the end of the podcast and about the um, giving me a review if you can. That I, hey, if you can't, if you, if you don't ask, you don't receive, right? And first of all, I want to say thanks a lot to uh, a lot of people out there who have uh, supported me and the podcast and the people and the and the guests who have been on here contacted them and giving them lots of loves and stuff like that so it's been it's been a blessing thank you very much everybody and i kind of want to just give some shout outs here so the latest one this one's from jimmy stark and i know jimmy thanks a lot jimmy so it says mike is a leader in the industry i respect, uh, respect and listen to every word he says i want to be just like mike <laughs> funny dude his business is at the top of the game and I want mine there too. Thanks for being you, Mike. Hey, Jamie, appreciate that, bro. Really do. And some of these might have been older, but I'm just going to read it again just in case. This is a great podcast for paintless dent repair industry. Mike does a great job of keeping us informed on new tools and techniques. His knowledge in marketing is very helpful and useful. It also enjoyable to listen because he spent the time and money for high-quality podcasts. <laughs> Funny dude, yep. Thank you, Tim, uh, from Dent Dimensions. Um, a couple more. Let's see here. Uh, Kaiser, like usually, Mike, your podcasts are amazing. Finally trying to get all caught up, and I'm enjoying every one of them. And advanced detail, there is, uh, what he say? Just wanted to say thanks for what you do. To me, it doesn't matter. If you do a podcast once a week or once a month, who can complain about a great free advice thanks again all right man that was advanced detail thanks a lot i'll go down the line here too as well on some next podcasts and um and and give some shout outs man but thanks again i appreciate you guys listening we'll see you guys on the next podcast take care